Hi. We're back. Uh, you're listening to On the Town with Tanya Cooper. And um, this is part two of our interview with Rich Jackson. So, um, hey, Rich Jackson, is that you? Yes, it is. Okay, hi. Welcome back uh, to the show again. Hey, thanks for having me back. And, yeah. and let me tell you something. That is a hot song by Tatiana. Oh. That is hot. Oh, yes. I love that song. It's like one of my favorites right now. I've been playing. She's like, will you stop it? I'm like, what do you want me no. to do? <laughs> no, 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 no. That thing is serious. That is yeah. serious. It is real. Yeah. Yeah, Tatiana Cooper. That was a really good song. Um, but I was going to say, so I would call you back because we didn't get to discuss anything. Like, I'm going to say, I'm going to say a topic and then you give me your, your comedic side to it. Okay. Oh, Ready? oh, okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> Shocker. I had to throw you off yes. base because you're too on point. Ready? All right. Wine, <laughs> okay. Weinstein and women. <laughs> Two great things that thank God are no longer together. <laughs> okay. Good, and, good, good. And, yeah. I, and I say that as a joke. And, and, and here's the funny part. Remember, remember this. We were talking about um, Tyler Perry. Weinstein gave Tyler Perry his break. Well, you know that, right? Well, can we mm. talk about it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm what saying kind of, it was. What kind of break did he get? Yeah, I know. Hey, put on that dress and I'll see if I can get your career. <laughs> he so, does play the deal well. I'm just saying. He does. He get a little too well. Just, just saying, saying. Just saying. Just saying. Could Harvey? I think what Harvey Weinstein does have male victims, but they won't come out because it's too embarrassing. Yeah, yeah, I say, know. Uh, yo, yo, yo! He touched my balls. No, I know. Well, Terry Crews turned around and said that. Don't know why, but yeah, he turned around. And said. <laughs> you don't know why? <laughs> I, no, no, I don't know why because it, it's like <laughs> Terry Crews. You're six foot three, two hundred and seventy right. pounds of jack black right. muscle. Somebody right. touched your package and they lived. <laughs> <laughs> they lived, uh, they dude. Live. Well, my wife was there. I don't give a damn if your wife. Anyway, that's just me. Right. That's just me. Yeah, no, I, don't know. I know. And especially because my wife was there, I'd be like going off on somebody. But that's right. You're right. I thought it was weird. Um, so, yes. okay. So, we got Wally the other way. So, Donald yes. Trump and pussies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Again, that's something he really likes. I bet you with those little hands, he really don't know what to do with them. The cat or the other one. <laughs> I don't think he really knows. Because, it, because if he did, Melania would be right there in the White House. All right, Melania, that poor thing. I think she's a battered wife. She might be. This is my she personal thoughts. I don't uh, know. She, she just she might seen, be. Who knows? She looks petrified of his ass. I seen him come yeah. off that plane, and he give her that look. He got that tight <laughs> lip with, it, with a little bit of lip it's, he got. And, and, and she'd be and, looking and, like, if I wasn't had the opportunity, I would say something to you, but I don't have it. Because I know that he's going to stop the living shit of me if I say it. Well, 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 remember, you know, Putin sold her to him, so, you know, she's got to. <laughs> exactly. Fearless leader, fearless leader sold yes. her to Donald Trump. Yes, so. and I, I, you know, I mean, even though I, I always empathize with her because she's a woman under a man's rule, but. I still say, women, we sometimes we need to stop putting ourselves in these predicaments where we rely on a man for everything, and mm-hmm. then when he leaves, we're caught out there, or right. when he starts, you know, becoming abusive or mean or whatever he does. Um, now we're really caught because we ain't got no family to back us up because we ain't kept in touch with him because this man was taking care of us. So now we're right. really just out there. We have nothing, yep. you know. Yep. So that's that's uh, and you know. <clears throat> Hollywood is famous for playing that game. I mean, real good. You know, a lot of women, you know, that's the only why with the Cosby case, I'm always, even though what he did was still horrible because of the fact that he used um, the medicine to make him well, sleep or whatever or whatever, forget or whatever. So that's mm. the part that's so that's atrocious. But I don't right. believe that these women went in without thinking they were going to have sex. They didn't expect uh, to have it when he was ready we'll, to have we'll it. See, we'll see, right? But, yeah, but also, also, there's a little thing, I'm not a conspiracy nut, but I know this, he right. wasn't the only one doing that. Of course not. Are you kidding me? You know, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, they said, they, they, they said, right, but they said Hugh Hefner did the oh, same of thing, of course. bragged about it, and, he was, and guess, and, and, who did, and who did Cosby used to hang around a lot? Thank that, you. And he, that was his you. sponsor for his jazz, was Hugh Hefner. Thank you. Thank so, you. So, you know, also, they're all in the same club. 
What about this? When they were at the new Playboy Mansion, all the girls, all the bunnies, luckily he don't like black girls too much, all the bunnies said, you know, I knew what I was there to do. I was there to what? go around and have sex with whoever he wanted me to have to. So how are you going to come what? out when the girls come back to uh, Bill Cosby rape me? How did he rape you at the you have the Mansion? Please explain well, that to me. Right, right, right. Well, 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 remember, that one got dropped because the girls in the Playboy Bunny were uh, mm-hmm. in, at the mansion, from what I remember. Mm-hmm. The ones at the mm-hmm. mansion were like, well, we were 15. And they're like, hold it. And then they reinvestigated <laughs> and said, because yeah. Hugh was like, Hugh was like, nah, I don't know 15-year-old girls in my place, you know. Exactly. I, mean, I, was, I, mean, waiting. I was waiting for that. I was waiting for that. Yeah. I said, oh, good. So you's going down. Half of Hollywood's going down because they all going down. Right. girls. You know what I'm saying? Right. So let's keep it real. Right. So that's yeah. why that's the only reason why I get shysty with the. And I didn't really love Bill Cosby. In all honesty, I loved his comedy, but I didn't really, you know, because of what he said about the little black boys that really annoyed me. So I wasn't a big fan anyway. But mm. what you ain't finding to do is, as Steve Harvey would say, is uh, accuse one man, and then you got a monster like um, Woody Allen, and everybody loves Woody Allen because he makes the best movies. Oh my God, he's just like God of movies. And uh, but yet he married his um, 18-year-old foster daughter, he, which means they must have been he, courting when she was 16. He, if not early, I mean, he, I mean, exactly. I mean, I mean remember, and, in Living Color, Living Color made that, made that sketch about that, too. Oh, about, uh, yeah, when they first came on, um, they oh, did a, oh. they, they did a sketch about Woody Allen having a camp for Asian girls that he raised. Oh, right, that's right, yeah, 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 wow. You know, so, you know, yeah, I mean, you know, there's a whole lot of stuff going on, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah so, yeah, so, yeah. Right. He ain't the only one. I, I'm not condoning it, but what I'm saying right. is, he ain't the only one. Just, uh, matter of fact, I was just talking to somebody today, and then, and then I, I know you got other questions, but remember when David Letterman was yeah. oh. sleeping, sleeping with his interns? He got a pass for that. Oh no, I don't remember that. Oh, there was a big scandal. Check it out, really? David. David Letterman and his interns. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know they gave him a pass. Well, how about this? Remember when, now, I, I, the logistics of it, but at the same time the Michael Jackson thing was going down, mm-hmm. uh, Seinfeld was running around with that high school girl, uh, Sh- Shana, Shanona, something like that. Sh- Shoshana, oh, right. Shoshana. Yeah. Shoshana, was, wasn't she still in high school? She was, wasn't she? I thought so, but I wasn't sure. How, you know, I mean, they, they try to confuse yeah. me. They do a good job. They do a good yeah. job at that. Right, right, right. But I'm saying if some of these guys get passes, I'm like, why does one get a pass and the other one doesn't get a pass? You know? Like, because, yeah, because it's bull crap. Yeah. Very yeah, bull yeah. crap. That's what Yeah. Um, oh, very, very oh. bull crap. But yeah, yeah. It's, it's, no, no. It's like, according who's calling the shot? You know, we'll crucify yeah. this one. We'll let this one go. Yeah, and you I don't know. think that's right. You're going to do it. Let's do it across the board. Everybody do goes across down. the board. Right. You know, right. but uh, that's not usually how it goes in Hollywood. It's uh, the least popular gets get hangs for everybody. Right. <laughs> you know, or or, 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 or or if you're popular, you disappear for a while. Yep. And then you come back. Yep. Which is probably what they're going to do with Weinstein. And uh, well, he might. I hope you don't. Care no, no, he, I think I think I think I, th- I don't think we will see him, but he'll be there. He ain't gonna leave his company. What about Louis C.K.? Uh, the, the, I think he'll be back because somebody dropped some information to me. I'm like, yeah, and and I'll say why. Louis C.K. Mm-hmm. I heard he has his own production company. Oh, then he'll be back. And that's who's been made, who I heard it was making his show. Now, if I'm wrong, ladies and gentlemen, I'm wrong. But I was informed that he has his own production company, which means well, yeah, but yeah, but he, he still needs sponsors. What's so that? People sponsor is he still needs uh, but, advertisers. But, no, 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 but still, if he's around, and this is why I use it, at this point I'm going to use it as an example. Mel Gibson, anti, okay. oh. anti-Semite, Holocaust oh. denier, racist, and guess what? He's back in movies. It don't, took him a couple of years. Oh, wow. He still directs yeah, films, and he's back now, and he's been back in mainstream films for what, two, three years now? Mm-hmm. But he disappeared wow. for a bit. You know, wow. he'll just disappear and then come back. Yeah, I mean, as scary as that is, that's what that's what you know that's what happened. Wow, to some well, of them, not to all of them, but to but some you know of them. what pisses me off? It's like, and it's only men that get these breaks. Women, we're done. Once we're done, we're done. Uh, and then, yeah, that's well, that. and, yeah, and they have yeah. requirement weight requirements for us. Like you know, I got to yep. be a size six or size eight. Right. I got to be pretty. My hair has to right. be long and preferably blonde. Right. And it's like, now, what? Get the hell out of here, man! You know, they try to be Leslie. 
what's her name? The comedian uh, Leslie Jones or her name? They tried to give oh, her right. crap right. when she first uh, came on. Um, and uh, that was horrible. That was horrible. Horrible, horrible. No, it is. Like, it, 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 it is horrible. Harvey Weinstein is, is not a good-looking and, man. Uh, like, I would never and, even look at that guy. So how no, do you but, judge but he's her? A man, but unfortunately, he's a man in power. Yeah, but he's in power. Is, to me, he calls it's a the double shot. standard because when women are it's in a power, huge double standard. They, they don't. They. I mean, I'm sure there's some men who are being sexually harassed too in Hollywood. So I'm not going to say that. But I'm just saying it's just bullcrap. It's bullcrap. No, that's why I say. It, Tanya, Tanya, mm-hmm. not, not only is it bullcrap. Now let's look at the UK for a second. I'm not saying they're innocent of anything, but mm-hmm. there's something I, I do admire them for. They mm-hmm. still use their actresses even when they're older. Mm-hmm. Yes. When you do. watch and their shows, yes. Helen, Helen yes. Mirren ain't 25, I but she's still her. on television. And the Judy James Dench, Bond woman, right? Yes. Uh, yes. No, 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 that's Judy Dench. Judy Dench. Yes, I love her. She, she, ain't, tw- she ain't 25 either. There's a whole, no. there's a bunch of them, and you still, and they still use them on television. And you're like, oh yes. my god, that's so and so. Oh my god, yes. how old is she? Oh, she's, but she's still on. You still yes. see them, and I think only, that's brilliant. Only Sus- Susan Lucci here gets away with that, and that's after Botoxing. <laughs> yes, I'm just is. saying, Botox yes. is a big thing in Hollywood now here, which is of disgusting course. that women in, in, in our country have to hack up their face to say on television and in English, yes. you could be 90 years old, who gives a damn, as long as that you fit that role, that's all we care about. Hey, it's who's, who's, who's sitting there, who's sitting in the chair and saying, this is what I want? Some yeah, do. Well, well, we have the, to, the, you yeah. know. Uh, hey, hey! Look, thank God for independent film. Thank God for independent filmmakers. You know. Mhm. Mhm. You know. Well, I say we, we have to really oh. take our whole fate into our own hands. Is what I say. Yes. Uh, yes. You know, because it's just not. Um, it's not going to work if you don't. We, if we let other people decide for us, and you know, it stays. Mm-hmm. Stays. Stays yep. the same. You know. Yep. Hey. Um, any and, more questions? Uh yeah. Who was the other person? Um. Oh. Um. <laughs> oh. Kim Jong Young. <laughs> oh, Mister Mister World. Me, why do you remind me of a nice version of him? Who? Kim Jong. Who? 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 Me? Oh, that's joking. messed up. I was gonna say that's messed up. I'll even ask. He he's not bald. I ain't got no hair. Uh, no, he's he, like a little kid. He's like a little kid. Well, that's what it is. well, well. Yeah, I know. You know what though? He really don't call the shots. I think he's funny. He walks up. He smiles. His generals have so many medals that it's it's ridiculous. You know, I heard somebody say, if they attack us, we'll just take a giant magnet, and all their all their military guys will be sucked up from all the metal they got on their chest. Uh, uh, why? You know, he's cute. He looks like Cartman, and why should I be afraid of him? I mean, I mean, I think it's funny. The press wants us to fear Kim Jong Il like we fear the Russians. Come on, mm-hmm. stop it. I, I hate when they do that. He could launch a missile that could get past our missile defenses. Uh, mm. If that was the case, ladies and gentlemen, we would have been speaking Russian decades ago. So mm. I don't believe it. <laughs> right. Okay. Gotcha. Wow. You know, well, I don't I... believe it. But, but he is cute, though. He looks kind of cute there. Like, you know, he waves <laughs> and smiles. He is. He looks, like you said, he looks like a big kid. <laughs> He's a big kid. He's a little big kid. What about, yeah. okay, another one, the new tax plan. Oh my God! Um, well, I know you'll be in that bracket. You know, corporations. Yeah, right. I wish. I wish. When they're done, when when this whole thing's done, we're all gonna have to go see a proctologist. But but we won't have Obamacare be getting looked at. Oh no! Because there's a big screw coming. And there's a big screw coming, y'all. I know. You know. I know. I know. I'm not going to. I'm not going to tell you. I sealed the back hole. <laughs> yeah, I'm like I'm not going to tell you to relax and go with it, but there's something coming. <laughs> you know, it's uh, not going to be good. Well, thank you so much for coming back. I appreciate you. What else? Uh, no. Anything you want to talk about? No, I, yo, Ty, it's always great to sit and talk with you. You uh, do. You still do radio, the, right? It's uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do internet radio every once in a while, but uh, when, I, when I get my lazy butt out of bed. Um, I'm on, where am I at? Area 24 radio. Uh, I do uh, the man of actions rent party. Yeah. Area 24 radio.com. I love that show. 
Oh, thank you. And you were on, and I have to bring you back on there to, uh, yeah. to talk more about about your charity because you know you're doing great things out there. Um, time. Okay, okay. Well, I, but next time I'll make it in the daytime, not in the middle of the night. Uh, <laughs> I know that was funny. But, we're going yeah. into the studio. Where are we going? Oh, yeah. Over here. <laughs> yeah, and that's what, and it, while we're at it. Uh, yeah, I know. It's Who like buys? I'm like. Who buys What's food that? at ten o'clock at night? Who buys food at ten o'clock at night upstate? <laughs> oh, stay right. I do. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and after that, we. After that, ladies and gentlemen, I take her into this creepy old factory. <laughs> old, yes. Go up a creepy that, elevator. It, right? it, it, yeah. It's so creepy. With so a cre- creepy. Freddy Krueger refuses to go in it. Yes. Jason walks by it and runs away. Uh, yes. I mean, you know, this joint's scary looking, <laughs> but, I, but we do radio from it. Yes. If, I, would, if yeah. I didn't know you, I would have been like, where is this dude taking me? Okay. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. No, the studio's over here. Look, yep. and then when we get to go into Studio B, we go to Studio B, and I'm like, okay, go around the little thing there. And then you will find <laughs> our location. Yes. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, that's a, that that's a, a scary spot. Oh, no, no, I, I had a lot of fun on it, too. I had a lot of fun. Um, yeah. I always have fun there. Um, yes. But, yeah, I mean, but, but you know what, Tommy? There are, mm-hmm. you know, people like sketch comedy. There's tons of it going mm-hmm. on in New York City. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, if someone wanted to the, start, what, would you, what advice would you give them? If someone might start out with doing improv, what would you tell them to do? What's that, to start out in improv? Yeah, if, if they want they, to start if, improv. If, if they want to start improv, I would send them mm-hmm. to good teachers, first of all. Uh, I mean, and I, if I'm dropping names, I would drop a name like Mark Adam Smith, who mm-hmm. teaches at the IRTE, the Improv Repertory Theater Ensemble, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Um He's a great teacher. He has a young lady teaches with him, too. I can't remember her name right now. But they're awesome teachers. They're getting it right. Uh, okay. You know, uh, they tell you, I mean, improv is what we do every day of our life. And mm-hmm. and this is what I say when I teach workshops is mm-hmm. if forget about what you see on on um, uh, whose line is it anyway. You, everybody does improv every day. And and the biggest right. improv everybody does is calling out for work. Mm, yes, God. <laughs> yes, because when you call out from work, you're like, okay, okay, okay. Right, my left right. Lung and you're like, it's dropped into my left knee. <laughs> right, right. You know, you got to get a disease, but it's got to be the right disease in case they ask you about it. You've got to play it up. Right, you're like, I've got the H two scurvy on the boat. Right, you're like, I'm dying. I can't come in nowhere. I mean, that's the greatest one. Or, or, or for you ladies, or for your ladies, you're out mm-hmm. in the store, you're at Walmart, mm-hmm. and some toothless guy or weirdo or some guy comes up to you, talking mm-hmm. cheap lines, talking about, ooh, I think. You know, heaven's really upset because there's an angel next to me here on earth. Oh, boy. Hey, girl, why don't you kick me those digits? Come on now. Ladies, you start improv when you hear that. Uh, uh, I'm a lesbian. Uh, I got brain surgery tomorrow. Uh, my grandmother died again. You know, you, you coming out with excuses then, you know. But that's right. all improv is. You know, now right. Mark Adam yeah. Smith and his crew, they teach you how to do it properly and how mm-hmm. to get that muscle in your brain so that mm-hmm. you produce creatively. And no matter how you process it, it always works. Mm-hmm. And it's a team effort. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. a team effort. Mm-hmm. Uh, Who taught you, you know, improv? Well, well Mark Clark. Mark. You're right, right. Uh, oh, well, see, I never studied with Mark. Okay. Uh, Mark and I met because he was – he was teaching in a place called Gotham City Improv. Oh, yeah, I've heard of Gotham. Yeah. Okay, which is still around. Matter of fact, you and I also, uh, what's his name, came out, came out of that, Murph. Oh, Murph, too. That's right. Yes. That, that, mm-hmm. Right, that's how I met Murph. James Murphy. James Murphy. Yes, James Murphy. Well, that's how I met yeah. James Murphy. Yeah. And yeah. what happened was um, I learned improv first from Mort Clark. Then later I was in a couple groups, but I think the group I learned most of what's called short form I was in a com- okay. I was in an improv group called Dead Comic Society. I've heard of that. Okay, yeah. and they had a leader in it, the guy who became director. His name was John Fulweiler. Mm. 
and I actually learned a lot from John. John, I, mm-hmm. I may never have told John that, but I learned a lot from him that I would take when I put together the Nat Turner Review. Um, so that's that's where I really put it together. Put got the stuff oh, wow. together was with was with John. I learned a lot mm-hmm. of things because it was different than the way Mort was teaching it. Because Mort did a okay. different style of improv. Right. And then yeah. over and then and then over time, I just formulated other stuff on my own. So because of the because of the, the principles and the theories and the things I wanted to do on stage, but uh, like I said, Mark Adams Smith and his crew at at uh, uh, IRTE they teach you that no matter how you think it's fine, it's just mm-hmm. working as a team to make the scene work. Right. You know. Well. And uh, well, that's great. You know. Yeah, great. and they're really great teachers, and th- th- a lot of the other schools. I don't trust mm-hmm. them. I don't I trust know. them. Uh, I remember I've you saying to, that. Yeah, I mean, I've had to literally reprogram people. <laughs> reprogram. Be- right. Reprogram them because these other schools mm. are taught them to think a way that's not natural for them. Right, right. Okay, and exactly. I'm like, you're, kill- you're, you're killing my scene here. Oh, right. but well- so-and-so <laughs> said, I'm like, you know what? I don't care what so-and-so <laughs> okay. says. <laughs> I get you saying that. <laughs> well, well, I know. Um, I tr- I trained under you, and so, um, and unfortunately, that cannot be undone at this time. <laughs> so, you know, we won't mention where I went to, but I'm sure. You know, I, I did. I, you know, I did well. I did well. Uh, I'm sure I, you so did. That was good. It's just that um, I kept. I had you in my head. I couldn't get you out. <laughs> okay, I mean, I you know, not get and, you and, out of my head. Oh well, well, unfortunately, when I first started the Nat Turner Review with you in there, mm-hmm. I didn't know anything. I was really floating, oh. flying by the seat of my pants. I'm saying this now. Really, that was brilliant stuff. That was freaking brilliant. I mean, when we first started in my apartment, wherever that was, and yeah, remember, yeah, we went apartment. down to the village and we did that yep. show where we pulled yep. Hannibal Lecter out. Yeah, and, uh, somebody was the police officer. That was the best sketch ever, and I don't know why you never re- put that throw that in your thing. That was oh, freaking brilliant. Oh, that. Brilliant. Oh, no, oh yes, how, um, how, how Hannibal Lecter became a cannibal. <laughs> no, it was uh, no, no, no. It was what's his name? Jeffrey Dahmer. Dahmer. The Dahmer I mean, sketch. Jeffrey Dahmer, right? Oh Lord. Oh, I thought it was Hannibal. Oh my God, where did I get no. that from? So it was Jeffrey, I don't know. yeah, Jeffrey Dahmer. You're it was right, Jeffrey, right. Dahmer. Jeffrey Dahmer. Jeffrey Dahmer. And he was in the ec- home ec- Yeah, I got you. So yeah, that was <laughs> yeah, the yeah, yeah. We're, we're, was with the his first love. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, for, that for was those, the best for, catch ever. Well, you got well, You got to tape that for me, and I got to air it. Seriously. Oh, thank you. Okay, I'll, I'll see what I can do for those of you who are listening. Actually, yeah. that sketch helped us mm-hmm. it helped us get started for real, for real. Like got us in our first our first big venue. Um, yeah, for mean, those of you who are listening who've never seen it, it's. It's and I remember now. This right. is the early '90s when I wrote this thing, so Dahmer was alive. But right. but the sketch was Jeffrey Dahmer reliving his first love, and right. as you know, Jeffrey Dahmer, ladies and gentlemen, was a cannibal who ate people, who ate right. guys primarily, and it was him right. talking about this girl he was in love with, right. and and they go to the prom together, and something right. really yeah. crazy happens. <laughs> yeah, so that's all yeah. I can She's say. Like, oh, Jeffrey! Oh, Jeffrey, yeah. kiss me! Oh, uh, kiss me, take me. And, Jeffrey. and Jeffrey got nervous. Jeffrey. And then all of a sudden she started taking his clothes off and then she whispered in her ear because oh, she was so turned on. She's like, Jeffrey, eat me, Jeffrey, eat me. Eat me. Right. <laughs> eat me, and he Jeffrey, says, go ahead. And he, and he says, so I did. Right. And I baked her up right there in the home at ground. And you're like, what? <laughs> exactly. That was you know what? I'm going to dig that up. See that? Now you made me go. I'm going to dig that one up. You I'm going to dig that one up. That should always be in there because that is just so freaking <laughs> funny, hilarious. It's the only time you will ever laugh at a cannibalistic situation. <laughs> the only time you're going to laugh. Especially if you don't know if the he's, – he's gone now, but when he was alive. Yeah, like, he's dead. They killed him funny. in prison. Yeah. No, yeah, no. The, yeah, exactly. Well, I'm sure they uh, feasted off of him because he liked little black boys. So that was that's yeah, his problem. Yeah. He actually he had was too discriminatory. You can't he, be a racist bone eater. I mean, really. Well, I mean, I mean, he wasn't right. I mean, he had actually had a brother's ass in his freezer. They found a brother's ass oh, in his freezer. Come on, man. Really? And, and, <laughs> and the messed up part was, and the messed up part was, Paul Mooney did some incredible, incredible jokes on the whole subject. Oh, no, he didn't. Uh, yeah, he was like, you know, Jeffrey Dahmer had a brother's 
brother's ass up in his in his refrigerator. And where'd he work? In the chocolate factory. See, you knew something <laughs> bad was going to happen then. <laughs> I'll just say that's just wrong. That's just yeah. wrong. <laughs> well, what, so what else you got in the um anything new coming up uh in the in the recent weeks? Or after um, the well, I was going to say I think we have two shows. I think I was saying we have mm-hmm. two shows there. Uh, so mm-hmm. uh, in in New York City, the end of of January, and then in okay. February we'll be back in Austin. I think isn't that okay. your birthday? Yes, February ninth, baby. At, at your February ninth. Yes, I'll and see, usually, wait, we can do. wait, it's usually snowing, and I usually can never. I'm always housebound on my birthday. We can never go out to two weeks after. That's All right, well, well then I'll make it. The I'll make it later years. in the month. Yeah, the I'll last three. I'll make it later in the month then. Okay. Yeah, make it later. Make it later because we don't want no snow okay. plow. Get, I think it's a drive. <laughs> if, it's only 15 minutes, but it becomes a nightmare if you go down, down them hills in the snow. <laughs> yeah, I know. And especially we're at the bottom of, of a hill down there. So, oh, yeah, I know. But, I remember. Yeah. Yes, long yes, yes. Long curvy road. Long curvy road. Yes, yes, yes. Not so, curvy, curvy, curvy. <laughs> so yeah, so so that's what we'll be doing. You know, January okay. and then and then February, and okay. uh, maybe between now and then, I'll dig up I'll dig up the Jeffrey Dahmer sketch and, and see how we yes. can make it relevant again. Yeah, actually, actually, when I come down, I'd like to jump on stage and do that one, and you can have me be the the police officer again, or whoever the oh, therapist, okay. or whoever. Yeah, <laughs> hey, I would love you to. You know what? You, you know what? And and, and and I hope he's listening. Mark Morales did that. Oh, did you? Oh, cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So, uh, but, but 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 remember, Mark Morales was originally Jeffrey Dahmer. Yes, he played that so well. Yeah. He, he played that too well. Yeah, he played a little too well. Yeah, and I, I think that's maybe why he's out in Texas right now. Uh-oh. <laughs> Texas? Texas? That's yeah, where he, he, Oh, wonder. Yeah, that's that's okay. where he ran away to. So, oh, uh, well. yeah, Lucy so he's warm. out in Texas. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Until the next hurricane. <laughs> you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're so crazy. Until the next hurricane. So uh, my hurricane is about to come. But um, okay. I'm so happy you came back for part two. For those well, of you listening, you I'm with much. Mr. Rich Jackson from the Oh, hello, everybody. Yeah, Yay, and I'm with Tanya yes. Cooper yes. of On the and, Town. Uh, that's right, On the Town with Tanya Cooper. And uh, yes. we thank you again, for, uh, Jackson. You're welcome here anytime. You're welcome to co-host up anytime. You know that. Right, we go you. way back. Yes. I know, I know. Do, we should find – we're going to figure that out after, but uh, we're going to co-host the show together. Um, and, okay, and, cool. Uh, that, I think that would be fun. All, All right. right. All right. And I will talk to cool. you very soon. And we appreciate All you for well, um, for coming back through again. Well, thanks yeah. for having me. And, and ladies and gentlemen, uh, hey, thank you always. And keep supporting Tanya. She's doing great work thank out you. there. Thank you. And we'll talk to and you soon. Time. You got it. All right. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Hi, it's on the town. Hi. Is this James doing? Murphy? It is, it is. How are you? How are you, James Murphy? It's on the town calling. Great, Welcome. great to hear from you. You too. You sound like you're exhausted. Well, it's been a long day. Long, long day, but huh? A long day. Self-employment is, has its moments, I suppose. Yeah. My sister long. tested it, had her... Uh, you know, she did one of those DNA tests, and now she's trying to convince me that I'm 33% British. Oh, really? <laughs> I did mine, you know, and and I have a Scottish. Well, I knew about the Irish, uh, but yeah, um, African, and then um, a little Israeli, which I knew. Really? Princess in me always knew that I had that in me, and uh, <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. It, well, I knew that from uh, from another family member too. But um, but remember, my father's side, I don't know. So some of that stuff ah, so that's interesting for you. Russian and Scandinavian. Really? Yeah, and uh, and a small percent Lithuanian. Lithuanian? Yeah, I was could... like, what? I knew I. Loved they have a dartboard, I think, over there, and they just take your name and then they throw the darts and they go, okay, Tanya Cooper, let's give her some Lithuanian. <laughs> no, it's so <laughs> 
my grandfather, my birth grandfather is, um, you know, was white, Russian, uh, you know, I, I mean, not, he didn't say, they said he was British. I mean, they said he was, yeah, British and French. His grandmother was from, uh, his mother was from France. And they came over here when he was younger, blah, blah, blah. He moved to somewhere down Mississippi, New Orleans, met my grandmother, got married. Boom. That's the story that I know. Uh, yeah. His father's side disowned him because they were, um, they were, um, I don't know if he married a uh, mostly black woman. <laughs> he met a black woman. Uh, <laughs> so, well, her grandfather was Irish. She, you know, she, you know, she had the. I, mean, I always, always thought we were just Irish and German, and that was it. So the British, I, I don't know, maybe because Britain and yeah. Ireland are connected. Exactly. Say before the Jacks. Hello, they were all connected. You know. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. That's so she. She's only a couple years older than me, and I assume it. Unless there's any shenanigans, we have the same parents, so <laughs> I didn't do much independently. No. I always thought I was from outer space, so I'm afraid to do my... <laughs> You're afraid you were originally from here anyway. I don't want to hear what planet I'm actually from. They might come back again. <laughs> Zyborg. You're a Zyborg. I already know. Zyborg, yes. <laughs> Zyborg. Mechanical man. <laughs> don't worry. I don't even know. Mine doesn't even have a name, so don't feel bad. Is that that's how we probably speaking of which, how did you get into comedy? Probably because you knew you were a cyborg. <laughs> yeah, I was always the, like the clown of the family. My dad was a sales manager, and really, he, he used to go around at sales talks. So maybe, but he, t- you know, he introduced me to comedy when I was young. Wow! I remember Flip Wilson, Flip Wilson, and Laughing, and George Carlin. Yes, you remember Vinnie Hill? No, I just. It just found, found it was fun and easy for me. Not easy, but it was just comfortable, I guess, mm-hmm. to be funny. And uh seemed like a natural progression. Mm. And wow. to start making... It's fun to try and make people you don't know laugh. That's a whole different, you know, a whole different yeah. team. Wow. Well, who's your and favorite... Parties. My favorite comic um, now, it's Nate Bargatze. I just like... He's he's like a, from a little town, and you know he's kind of like uh, unusual. Talks about himself and his wife. And he has a very odd outlook on things, which I enjoy. It's something different. I try not to listen to too much comedy because it's it's hard that it might influence what I'm writing about. So right. unfortunately, I find it hard to listen. Like I tease myself. I'll turn on the comedy channel on the radio and then quickly turn it off after a few laughs. Like, oh, that's a great bit. Oh, now I can't write anything in that direction. So oh. I find myself, you know, conflicted on what I can listen to. And... Yeah, I, I do the same thing, though. I find I, I someone say, oh, do you know who so-and-so is? I said, no. And they're like, really? I was like, no. Do you have to know your competition? I have no competition. What I do is what I do. What you do is what you do. And, uh, yeah. and frankly, I don't want any ideas in my head. If If, if we happen to have the same idea, great. But I don't want any ideas in my head, or to be, you know. When or, I started, I do it to get this kind of like the schematic of it, you know, like what a setup and punchline was, and how how you could kind of give away a punchline mm-hmm. before you got to it, and kind of weaken the joke and all that. And not to say that I have it down, but I, it was interesting in the beginning. I would go to other shows and watch how comics work, especially if you see somebody you like and watch them a few different venues. Mm-hmm. I would learn how, like, oh, he took that material and it's the same material, but he rotated this and put that over there and then he put something new in it. And, mm-hmm. You know, as much as I was enjoying it, I was learning from somebody with a lot more experience. Mm. You know? Mm. And, uh, well, um, have you, uh, you got any shows coming up lately? Um, I'm going to try and get down to New York on Saturday. Um, Marissa Smith has a, a yeah. show at Otto. It's the first yeah, Saturday. Right? A small tiki bar in New York City that has some of the best shows in New York. I mean, yeah, fashionably funny. often be people. Have anybody ever told you about that place? With Fashionably Funny uh, Productions? No, Fashionably Funny is her other. Fashionably Funny is usually at, is at Broadway Comedy Club and Greenwich oh, Village. Okay. Okay, this so one is uh, Merriment and Mortification. It oh, started out as kind of a, yeah. like a haunted, costumey kind of thing, and it's just grown to be a very reliably great show. It's free, no no admission. Yeah. Um, 
you'll often have headlining comics coming in to work on things earlier in the night, and then they'll go off to their their headline gigs. And it's a difficult spot because it's six o'clock on a Saturday, so it's somewhat oh. early for people that are planning on going out. But it's it's always been Fort amazing. Street, right? What's that? It's on Fourteenth Street. Fourteenth Street between Avenue A and B. Yeah, I never. Um, I did a show there a couple times actually, and uh, I never forgot the name. Otto's Shrunken. Head. Otto's Shrunken the, Head. That's the first. And it one. has uh, they have tiki bar drinks with special glasses and. Yeah. There's often there's something there almost every night if you go on their uh, Facebook page or their website. Like usually following us, there'll be uh, sometimes surf music, surf guitar music that was. Uh, I had friends come to a comedy show and they stayed for the music afterwards and realized that they loved surf music, which they had never really heard before. They stayed till one o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and uh, there's a, a promoter named Unsteady Freddy, who's uh, quite a guy of his own. And it's cool because you do comedy and you're, there's a drum kit behind you as you're performing. Your drum kit's always there. Yeah, I, I, I remember that. Place. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, and also oh. <laughs> I also remember because of the name Otto Drunken Head, and I was like, oh, that's the first time like any woman passing this place would be like, I'm not going in this place. We don't that's you don't want to hear about a Shrunken Head. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> not satisfying. <laughs> no, no. So I never forgot the that's name, but it was fun. It was a fun event. I always wanted to perform there, and I was kind of glad that I found a way in because I had. I don't know. I somehow had heard about it because I looked up lists of like bars that you have to go to. You know, they're funky places. Up the same street is a place called Beauty Bar, and it has comedy in the back, and it actually has a a beauty salon. In the, it's not really a whole salon, but I think you can get your nails done mm-hmm. while you're sitting in the bar having a drink. Really? It's kind of yeah. Same same 14th Street, a little further up the block. That's fine. So and, like. So if that's on your to-do list, if you want to go out and have a cocktail while you're getting your nails yeah. done, I get my nails. comedy, I'll catch some you can go to Beauty Bar. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's interesting. Wow. So uh, so have you seen all today's uh, headlines going on, huh? Yeah, I was just catching up. That's what I was doing before I spoke to you, uh, Matt Lauer. And Garrison Keeler, who is like uh, your grandfather, basically, Um <laughs> uh, I know, he no, touched no. a woman. He touched a woman to comfort her on her back, <laughs> and now he's gotten contacted by a lawyer. So I kind of wonder if I'll ever date again. I kind of think no at this point. <laughs> at this point, it's a wrap. Well, listen, it's funny because um, everybody is coming out of the woodwork now. That they were that. You know that the, these people. I'm like they've been creeps. I don't know why the women waited so long to say anything. Exactly. I had the same conversation problem. with a friend. He's like, why don't it? Why isn't it called out when it happens? It, yeah, I guess happens, I don't here's know. My, my perspective on that though is not even that. Like I'm not shame victim and shaming the, the victim because obviously you know. No, no, I can understand justice, that. But but what I'm saying is. Hello, you didn't give a shit about the other victims, so now all of a sudden we're supposed to give a shit about you. You didn't care about the next kid that came behind you, the next young age, yeah. the next young yeah. girl that came up that was impressionable, that might have been, you know, suicidal, and now she's all screwed up. Or all these, you know, wait till all the celebrities, um, the musicians, like I think Keisha was definitely victimized. Um, Brittany, mm-hmm. all of those, I think every last one of them that's made it to the top has been victimized by somebody at some point. They just don't want to tell it. It's weird how power corrupts people. Well, yeah, but, I mean, um, it's a bad thing, but as soon as people get position of power, and I hate to say, sorry, man, but especially men, that's the first thing they do is like... Yeah, oh, like, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, if, excuse me, take that back. That's the, If they're a creep, excuse me, if they're a creep, that's the first thing they do. So if they're regular, great people, that, that doesn't matter if they have power or not. So I want to make that clear. I'm not saying every yeah. man does that. It's a, a man who's already a creep and who already has issues um, will definitely use this as a way of saying, hmm. I mean, Matt Lauer, really? Katie Couric said a, a year ago, um, they asked her what was the, when she was doing the Olympics, they said, well, what's the worst thing your boss has ever done? You know, Matt Lauer, what's so annoying about him? She said, well, he's always pinching my butt all the time. 
He said it on national. So now they're saying the staff was well aware that he always cheated on his wife, and he lived in New York, and she lived in Southampton. Of course, of so course. Hello. I mean, surprise, really? I mean, Katie, yeah. uh, one of his private uh, prized possessions. That's why she made it to where she's got her own show. You don't think it's funny? She got her own show. She, there's nothing exciting about her, in my opinion. I'm just saying. Well, just the list just of all the going, women, I, I would not pick her to give her her own show. But that's just me. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, everybody's got their thing. But whatever. I, I just think it's sad that all these people are all of a sudden. I mean, they're coming in droves. It's not even like one. Okay. It's like 50, uh, you know, in two days are now saying, yes, it was me too. Wait a minute. Oh, yeah. They're How piling on. We just had two more come up from Matt Lauer. How many? And, uh, what's the fascination with them exposing themselves? Guys are like these old guys, which, if anything, you think they'd be embarrassed. They're just dropping their pants all over town. Oh, well, it's, it's a lot of pants dropping going on. It's an ego thing. It's an ego thing. I have the power. Yeah. Show you, I can make a. Holly Rose, for example. I mean, a guy's 70 years old, and he's running around acting like a dumb teenager, a what drunk about, teenager. Didn't they, they didn't get Larry King yet, did they? Oh, Larry King, yeah. You can add that to his his uh, resume. That guy's real. It seems like the creepier the people are, the more likely oh, wait, they are so to do it. Oh, wait, so they did get him? They did get he, him? I don't know. No, I didn't hear anything oh, about him. Oh, I was going to say, please not my Larry King. Come on, man. No, I haven't heard anything about him. Oh, no. okay. So we'll find out. I mean, the the shocking to me was Charlie Rose and Garrison Keillor. I mean, then it turns out, because you don't That's know these people. You know them by their persona from television, you know? That's not shocking. Yeah. They like Excuse me, schmuck, to me. And now what's shocking would be somebody like uh, Larry King, but they, uh, somebody like Weinstein's not shocking because... Uh, no, Harvey Weinstein always struck me as a creep. He just seems creepy. Yeah, well, he's full of his power, you know. He's a drunk well, he's power. ugly man, and most ugly people, or not ugly Well, I just people. looked at, they, they put a list, 33 powerful men, and I, and I looked at them and... To the one, to one, they're all pretty brutal. You know, there's a couple of guys from the Republic. It's a newspaper, I guess. Uh-huh. They look like uh, someone's idea of a mad scientist in a sci-fi film. <laughs> really, fucking guys. And I'm like, okay, I could see that guy being. You know, that's not surprising. They're really on the list. There really wasn't anybody that shocked me. What about yeah. what about C.K. Lewis? A Louis C.K. Um. I kind of, kind of, I mean, going by his weird, he said, you said it backwards, C.K. Lewis, like C.S. Lewis wrote Alice in Wonderland. Who the heck is that? Louis C.K. Um, I I mean, yeah, it's disappointing, but again, like, you know, kind of, uh, you know, just another, another person, and he apologized, so now you know he did it, unlike, unlike our president who apologizes and then retracts his apology oh, and says, oh, maybe it's fake. First of all, <laughs> you want it, this is bad. When you know a comic like me who's only been in it three years, very short time, had heard about him, and I'm way down low on the totem pole, that's a shame. I had heard about him, but yeah. they wouldn't say his name outright, but I knew who they were talking about, and then so it didn't and there's some people, I, see, I have a psychic reading, so I can just read people, and it's not fair. I kind of cheat, because, like, I can see things in people, and I can't just walk up to you and be like, yeah, I knew your ass was a pervert. I saw what you did to that. Yeah. It would be creepy on my part, right? So, yeah. but I do have a theory. All these men coming out, being put out there, are all ugly-ass men. Bill Cosby. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Who would sleep with him? Who? Who would, I would not find that man attractive. Now this is Denzel Washington. Now we got a deal. Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I'd like for one of them to like walk up and pinch my butt. You know what I'm saying? Did you like, see Denzel's new film where he's rocking the, the fro in the 70s? Yes, yes. I look good. He never disappoints. He's such a great actor. He really is a, a great, great actor. Really great. I, I would be devastated like if somebody... If he had, if there was a bad story about him or Tom Hanks, Actually, because they both be have nothing but, and then Keanu Reeves, the same thing. All you hear is secrets leak out about how good they are, because you don't really hear stories like that. That's not what well, the newspapers want to focus on. I've heard a couple of stories, but not stories about being, 
not stories of um, being perverted, but I've heard a couple of other stories like, uh, you know, former addict, stuff like that. But nothing, um, nothing, you know, like abusing a girl or something like that. Um, yeah, yeah. They were cheating on the wife, but uh, nothing else. Either. I don't know how true. Addicts abuse themselves primarily. That's <laughs> part of it. Oh, hey, it's Hollywood. See, guys, is a different perspective for you guys. Because um, I've heard guys who were abused, you know, even by women bosses and say, yeah, they touched their butt or something. But they're not going to go up and say, my <laughs> boss touched my butt. It's like everyone's You don't hear guys complaining about stuff like that because no, we're wired differently. They should, but they should. Because then it would yeah. be more commonplace for us to believe that, oh, this also happens to you guys too. Like, so we know it, but we don't yeah. ever see it or hear it. No one says that. No one walks up and says, you know, for five years I had to go get my boss coffee and she would, um, you know, rub against me when I walked by. No one's, no one's telling those stories, you know. So uh, unfortunately, I never, I've never had a, uh, that kind of job. You know, so. No, no, but you know, I guess it's like the equivalent of like you know, like me for instance. I'm over fifty. I'm not dating right now. Uh, so like you know, if a hot guy rubs up against me, I might say, "What are you doing? Let's go on a date." <laughs> you know, I don't know. <laughs> I might. Yeah, I know. It's like how is this changing? How is this going to change? Yeah, I mean. I if you take the workplace out of it and yeah. make it just person-to-person, uh, person, you think it's going to change a relationship? Yeah. Or at least the beginning of a relationship? I think. Is it going to feel awkward? Like, I mean, you're holding hands is, is fine, but when you start touching each other a little more, uh-huh. is it going to be in the back of your mind, like, all this stuff? Or do you think it's not going to matter? Mm. I don't drink, so you don't. I can take that excuse. Like a lot of times, I when I stop drinking, I remember thinking, "Where well, yeah. goes that old excuse?" <laughs> yeah, no, that's uh, yeah, that's that's good that you don't drink. Miracle. Uh, yeah, but I mean, I'm saying dating wise, do you think uh, it's going to hamper things? Do you think it's not going to matter? How do you feel like if you went out with a on a, with a guy that you just met? Uh-huh. You think you're going to feel differently if? He starts touching you, or you know. Yeah, I don't like somebody touching me when I first meet them. I'm very funny yeah, about If I if I give you a hug, that means I feel comfortable with you. You know. As oh, that's good. Cause you hug me. I hug you back. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you, my friend. Thank you, my friend. For hugging. Yeah. No. Some. You know. Like you know. Like you guys, my comic friends. You know. I feel comfortable enough to hug. But there's a couple yeah. of. Yeah. I feel like an electrical shock, like, don't come near me, you know? Uh, <laughs> just, I know it's some weird thing, but that's just me. I don't know. Yeah. So, so have you heard the latest, um, also on the affirmative action, um, Harvard might be sued. Um, some um, some people are suing for discrimination, some white people and some Asians. <laughs> really? Yep, for affirmative action. They said they couldn't get in so, been discriminated against. I was like, wait a minute. There's only like three black people at Harvard. What are you being discriminated against? <laughs> oh, I didn't hear about that one. Yeah, today I just saw it on the news about five minutes ago. Harvard. Yeah, it's crazy. It's, it it's, seems you, people are so nowadays. You know, I guess it's a good time to be a lawyer. Yeah, it's just plenty of business. Tell, correct me if I'm wrong. I, people call in. If you're listening, call in and let us know. But if you if you're um if they made affirmative action because of Jim Crow laws and slavery, they had to come yeah. up with something in order for black people, African Americans, Native Americans, whatever you want to call them, to be able to enter into certain institutions. That's why they made it, okay? They still kept them in place because there's still people right now, Donald Trump, um, who don't feel like they want to um, advance African Americans for any reason, even if they have a degree, don't have a degree, it doesn't matter. They don't want to put them in their college, their college clubhouses and all that stuff. So this still is in effect. So they have to put it in effect because if they don't, you really will be back to the Jim Crow era. So now how yeah. are you going to come back and say, well, I'm Asian. First of all, here's my thing on that. You got reparations. We didn't even get that. Okay, so let, let's, let's call affirmative action at least that, a little piece of it, if you want to call that. Yeah, the beginning. That. And yeah. then as far as being white, I think that you can get yourself into pretty much anything you want to if you're clever enough. Not saying all, but you probably could more likely than if I could. I'm just saying. It's not a fact, and, and I think 
I'm pride myself on saying I don't really care what someone's walls are. I usually go in there thinking I'm going to break them down or at least mm-hmm. not let them stop me. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's sense letting that go on is the right thing to do because in a sense, like you said, it's a very small part of reparations. People want to have excuses for what they can't get. And that's why they're doing that. You know? Yes. I I had a friend that applied to be a fireman and he was upset because they ended up hiring a Hispanic woman. Oh, really? Why do you, why I go, they're covering, you know, they're getting a a woman first, which they had, I don't think they had any women in the fire department. So it's a, is that a firewoman? I suppose not a fireman. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they didn't have enough or, you know, to, uh, for Hispanic people to represent in, in, in a largely Hispanic community. I've so never, I, don't, I don't have a problem with it, you know. I really well, don't. I, well, I would, I mean, here's the thing. I think that whoever's qualified should get it. Um, and I think that the only time that, you know, if, if they have absolutely, I mean, you can't tell me that you have, um, you know, 500 people on your police force and then not one qualified that was African-American. That's, that's when it's like, mm, we got problems here. So that's why, I, that's the only reason why I agree that they should still have affirmative action because if you don't have it, man, people will And also, that's, that's the liaison to the community. And if you have a bunch of only white cops running around in a predominantly yeah. black neighborhood. Yes, which you always... It, it, it sends a bad signal and it, you know... I mean, granted, there are some amazing cops yeah. that yeah. cross the so, barrier anyway just because of their heart. You know, I saw a story of a cop that saw a woman that was walking two hours to work every day. He took his own money and went to a dealership, and the guy gave him a break, and they bought her a car for $4,000. Not a great car because he's not making yeah. a lot of money. That's and they nice got her a car. She was crying. She was so happy, you know. Uh, and nice. it was a great story, but... You didn't hear, you know. You had no, to dig well, really deep. A lot of stories you don't hear because, you know, there's just a lot of crap going on with false news, blah, blah, blah. But I, we know there's good cops out there, and I know there's good cops out there. And and the one that's bad is probably one out of, like, you know, out of 100. You know, it's not yeah. everything. Yeah. I've, I've had bad bad incidents twice with uh, cops, so I, you would think I would be opposite. But I, I know there are some good people. I have a great... A uh, neighbor that's an awesome cop, and I was so happy he's on NYPD. My sister's father was a cop, uh, NYPD. So you know, I have a I have a half affection for for most of them. I just worry about some of the ones who who do yeah. police in the inner city area, and they're coming from like Long Island. You know what I'm saying? And they and they're yeah. going into inner city, and they ain't never been around black people in their lives. That bothers me. That's very yeah. very yeah. worrisome because. You know, you'd be thinking like um, they're not. They're kind of looking at me like I'm a like I'm an animal instead of like a human. So that's yeah, my problem. But, it's a horrible way to feel, I think. Yeah, but I mean, enough about them. Um, what did you think about? Did you hear about the Grammy Awards that this, uh, Jay-Z was up for? Um, what did he say? He was up for for uh, an award, and uh, what's it? Kendrick Lamar and somebody else, African American. So people were saying. Why are all the black people up for awards? And uh, and someone said, "Duh, because the talented they were talented." <laughs> yeah, no, I was just fascinated that he was talking about cheating on his wife. I mean, she's pretty much many people's ultimate fantasy woman, and he he right. cheated on her, and he was talking about it. I know. It's um, like, dude, how are you going to cheat that on that? That was shocking. That yeah. was shocking. I mean, they they well, both kind album, of her album was about him cheating. Eliminate. Yeah, and he was talking about listening to it. Like he goes, "Well, the best place to be in a hurricane is in the center of the hurricane." So he's listening to her music about how she felt, and she's listening to his about the, you know, his feelings. I thought that was an interesting, awkward wow. way to communicate. And they both get Grammys out of their pain. So yeah, everybody should be so lucky, lucky, you know. Yeah, I think it's clever. I mean, you know. Yeah. Hey. Yeah, I mean, there's there's always art and angst, and you know, and sure enough, but I just I don't know. It's just funny that not funny, but it's kind of sad that somebody that's the ultimate she still gets cheated on. I know. Yeah. Well, that's any that's that's the thing about it is that you know there there if your if your guy is a cheater, um, and he's just that's just what he does. 
it doesn't matter how beautiful you are, he's never, yeah. ever faithful, ever, ever. You can wear, you know, La Perla, high heels, shoes, lace, um, thongs, whatever, and it would still will not matter in the end because that's what his nature is. And so I, yeah. I learned early on when I pick a guy that I like, I really don't pick guys that like strippers, guys that like um, the frequent clubs, you know, those clubs, because that, that means they have a high appetite already. And so I don't want yeah. to be in competition with anybody. So I'm gonna already be in a competition. Why would I, why am I gonna go even with somebody who loves the internet more than than physical somebody really there? That doesn't make sense to me. So it's okay. That's another that's thing I was I was considering when with this whole situation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, trying to look at it psychologically mm-hmm. and the 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 way the popularity of corn as far as like it's migrating into people's minds and like it's so accessible now. Mm-hmm. And I wonder I if, you know, in a way that has something to do with it because it's like it's sexualized men way more than they were before. Yes, absolutely. Um, absolutely. You know, it's almost like they start thinking that that's their reality. Yep. You know, cause you, and now it's like they're acting like they're in a, a porn video and they're just like, oh, this is what a guy in a porn does. <laughs> you know, like they drop their pants and they expect it to, to, you know, the woman to look at it like it's the winning lottery ticket. <laughs> Not realizing those are actors and actresses, you know. Like Willy Wonka. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, oh, look, it has a golden light on it. Now, you're a creepy old guy that I work for, actually. It's not as exciting as you would hope, you know. I, you know, I thought about that, too, what, what that could contribute. I think a lot of it. You know, it's... Well, also, you got, what about, man, they got that doll. Remember I told you, Jenny, it's $30,000, and you could pay $10,000. Oh, the, the love dolls, yeah. They just wrote yeah, about well, that I again in Wired. Uh, I, I they're thinking by 2020 that that'll be, a, like, a regular thing, you know. That's horrible. I Googled it. Well, actually, actually, I take it back. It's actually kind of good. Like, cause if you're a serial killer, I'd be like, instead of being like, I'm going to find some size 10, it's like you could just buy a Jenny doll and be like, I want a size 10, red hair. Jenny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm It'd be like, Jenny, yeah. So now you will do less killing because, you know, because you got your Jenny doll. Well, you so hope. Maybe, you hope so, you know. We hope that it helps serial killers. That one guy. But I don't know if serial killers have that kind of coin. Maybe it'll be discount yeah, Jennies. I think it'll be perfect. Yeah. They can keep their butts in their house and never come out. <laughs> there was a uh, documentary on, on a guy at Lars. Uh, they made a movie, Lars and the Real Girl, but it, there was also behind the scenes a real story of a guy. And it was kind of sad because he was lonely and he had gotten fixated on this doll. But like you said, he took him off the streets. So I don't know. That's I think it's kind of be weird if you saw somebody. There's a guy that lives near me that has a mannequin looking out his window. And I always wondered if that's his Friday night date or he's just doing it to be funny. <laughs> No, and he actually, you know what he does? He he has bees, and he he makes uh, harvest honey. Mm-hmm. And I was actually at a at a house doing some remodeling, and they had honey. And the guy says, "Oh, look, this is from near your house, and it's from his house." Huh. And I said, "Oh, that's the guy with the mannequin." And they looked oh. at me like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> and he's right around the corner. It's weird in the summer when you go by the house, all the bees are out, you know, outside those boxes. Oh but God. they stay, you know, you're not messing with the hives. They don't mess with you. That's right. Don't and, mess with me. I won't mess with you. And there's a mannequin looking out the window, so you kind of hustle along. That's you know, creepy. It reminds me like Handmaid's Tale or something crazy. I don't know. That's really I've creepy. heard stories of people putting mannequins so they can drive in that 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 special lane, you know, commuter lane. <laughs> have two what lane would that be? Huh? You, put a, you put a mannequin in your seat and you buzz along. <laughs> uh, this guy has it sticking out the window. It's topless too, so she's a sexy mannequin. <laughs> and she's got like she's kind of waving, you know. <laughs> okay. Yes. Okay, I got it. Well, listen, Murph. Guess it's, what? Um, our half an hour is already up. Can you believe it? Uh, time flies when it's, it's Tony Cooper. We so many questions to ask, so we can take right. you Saturday at Otto's Shrunken Head. On 14th Street? Out of Sunken Head, 6 o'clock. Uh, Tommy Callen. You know Tommy. Yeah, I love Tommy. Go to uh, 
Molly Splane. He's going to be hosting and uh, got a bunch of good comments. If you go on uh, Facebook, Mary, Mary and Mortification, you can see the lineup and okay. get any, uh, any, if you forget where the place is, you can look it up. Come on yeah. down, have a drink with an umbrella. Yeah. And uh, hang out and have some laughs and get your Saturday well, started right. Will Marissa yeah. be there? Oh, yes, she will be. She'll be performing yeah, and awesome. keeping it all together. And um, who else is going to be there? Uh, okay. So awesome. Rodney, Rodney Daniels, her, her podcast okay. partner. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I love Rodney. Awesome. And I really didn't recognize anybody else. What's great for me, too, is I get to meet a lot of new comics every time I go. Yeah. Um, Gregory Hall's going to be there. A lot of good comics. It's going to be a good time. Yeah, you're crazy you if you don't fun. go. You'll be crazy. Yeah, I hope you have fun. I'll be packing gift boxes for Age Out Foster Years for Foster Kids Unite. Oh, you're such a good person. Oh, I got to I got to step up my good person game. That's my Quaker side. <laughs> yeah. Well, have a great time and uh, thank you. thanks for calling. I appreciate the effort. Yeah, we thank and you so much for being our guest. Uh, and we'll talk you're to you welcome. again. Yeah. All right. Thanks a lot. Have a great evening. All right. Thank you. That was uh, comic mate James Murphy. Uh, and you've been listening to On the Town. I'm your host, Tanya. And we will check you out next week. Until then, um, hey, have a great night.